still not for sale everybody you know i told it last podcast fucking hell i can't even talk i'm so excited to do this last podcast i talked about how i i peaked and i'm still climbing the truth is i'm climbing downhill i mean uh, looking at my analytics and i'm not a big analytics guy when it comes to podcasting because i'm doing it for fun but i am on a decline and i couldn't be happier less people are listening less people are tuning in uh, and that's good news. That means I've weeded out uh, some of the the people who weren't quite dedicated to the Provo Kid sideshow. So what does that mean? I got less viewers, less plays. What, what does that mean for me? It means I'm about to climb another peak, right? You ever seen the stock market graph where it goes up and then it goes down? And then after it goes down, you think, well, it's going to go back up. That's how I see myself right now. I see the Provo Kid decline as a great thing. It's uh, it's me going down my previous peak. And like I said, <clears throat> I graduated, so it doesn't really matter what my analytics are. Because you just once you podcast into podcast, fuck the numbers. It's just about doing it, baby. It's just about having a you know a good time a fun time uh a time we at least for me i get to talk to myself i get i get to explore the the deep realms of my mind 
which aren't so deep sometimes, they're rather shallow. Um, but I do have, I mean, every day I wake up and I'm like, man, do they just want me to keep talking about the same things? That being the news and the world order? Because you check out some of these new headlines and you, and you think about them. Here's one. World Health Organization updates critical medicines list for radiological, radiological and nuclear emergencies. Hey, folks. That's not good. That's bad. Okay. That's actually bad when they're getting all the medicines ready. They're saying, you need this, maybe. You need this, maybe. That sounds like a bad time. I don't ever want to go to the pharmacist for radiological medicine or whatever. Or nuclear emergencies. I can't wait for the nuclear emergency because it's going to happen. Right? And I... And I got lots of evidence just from the news. Check this shit out. Israel, U.S. wrap up largest ever joint drill and message to Iran. So now we got Iran. They've always been on the table. Okay. Watch out, Iran. Watch out, Russia. You don't know what's coming for you. It's the, it's democracy. It's freedom. It's, it's great things. Uh... Well, now what do we do? What do we do? What do we talk about? My new segment's over. I got good news. Might be working on a a new project. Might be a, my first, second podcast. Still in the works. Still seeing how it goes. But it'll, it'll involve maybe reviewing with a co-host some, some news articles every week. We're going to see how that plays out. So stay on the front lines of the ProvoKid news. And I'm looking forward to that because... What the Provo Kid podcast should be is just an exp- exploration of my mind. When I get caught up in these news stories, right, uh, I kind of become something else. It's a stream of, it's not really a stream of consciousness. It's a stream of news that I'm reacting to. It's basically react content, which I'm not the biggest fan of because reacting is low level. Anybody can react. We're born to react. But what about create? Can you create? Can you talk? about nothing, which I think is a skill. It's a really good skill to have, to be able to just talk out loud with no notes. I have notes sometimes, no notes today. And you kind of just see where your mind takes you, right? Um, And I've thought about ads. And and again, no ads. Like I said, my soul's not for sale, just like that Hollow Hill song stated quite nicely for me. My soul never will be for sale, right? Because... God owns it, big G, and working for him. I'm in Christ, you know. I'm a soldier of Christ. I'm a young Christian warrior, that's for sure. Oh, man, so, uh, you know, what have I been thinking about? Not a lot lately, which is fascinating. I feel feel like the news, the media, it kind of all sucks, right? Uh, Not a lot's really going on. It's just World War Three, um, but I got I got I got news. Okay, this is crazy news. Listen to this. You know I love talking about autism. I'm the autism king, right? Like I you you hang out with me for more than an hour. Virtually, probably not in real life. I'm not. I'm not super into talking about autism in real life with most people. Right? I talk about 
NPC type shit when I encounter people like, hey, how's your day? How's the weather? What do you think of uh, what do you think of uh, the traffic today? You see any cool things out in public? You know, I keep things real base, base level. And I keep my peak conversations to the podcast. So I've been talking about a tsunami wave of autism coming. Nobody believes me, right? Like they're all, everybody's like, ah, oh, Provo kid. Not everybody's autistic. What, why is everybody autistic? Provo kid, why do you talk about autism so much? Because it's coming, right? You guys don't get this. The wave of autistic children turning into legal voters is coming, right? People said, oh, there's NPCs. Wait, just wait, my friend. And do I have evidence? Oh, do I have evidence that there's a massive wave of autism coming? You bet. New evidence. Check this shit out. Autism rates have tripled. Is it now more common or are we just better at diagnosing? Huh? Does anybody believe that shit? We're just better at diagnosing. There's lot. There's always been lots of autistic people. But for some reason, our grandparents and all of them, they never really talked about it that much. They never really noticed that many autistic people. There might have been, you know, that one person who was just a little bit different, a little bit quirky, had their own preferential interests. And everybody's like, oh, that's John. He's just a bit different. He's about one in a hundred different because there's not a lot of Johns. But like I said, autism numbers are tripling, right? How about this? Study finds autism rates have tripled. A lot of people talking about this. Autism diagnosis rose sharply in New Jersey suburbs, went under undercounted. Can you believe this? Can you believe this? Researchers said the uptick was driven largely by autism going undetected in children with average or above <laughs> with average or above average intellect, such as kids counted for more than 70% of the cases in 2016, compared with just 57 in 2000. The other part of the story is that even though autism has increased in those 16 years, we expect autism to continue to increase over time, said Josephine, an adjunct professor of biostatistics and epidemiology at Rutgers. Because we did find disparities in identification among non-Hispanic black children and children residing in socially disadvantaged areas. So, in other words... Let me just be real brief with why that's occurring. These people, right, these socially disadvantaged, these non-Hispanic black children live in obviously terrible situations, right? And now, why? Well, well, is it the environment then that's causing these kids to be autistic? If it's the environment, what could it be? Could it be the average screen time in both of those groups, right? I wonder what the average screen time is for these children. It's got to be high. It's got to be really high. Why would I suggest that? There was a time and day and age when disadvantaged, marginalized people didn't have access to technology. But now we know even homeless people have tabbies. They got phones. Everybody has a screen. So even if you're, I mean, for the most part, 
maybe you might not have access to the internet, but you're going to get that free Wi-Fi somewhere. So let's continue this. The study examined records from 30,000 eight-year-olds between 2000 and 2016 who had received a diagnosis of autism spectrum disorder. It focused on two groups, children with average or above average IQ and children with intellectual disabilities. Now, this is a big deal, right? Because the children with intellectual disabilities are already set aside, to be honest. And now, these autistic children with average or above average IQs, right? What's going on here? This, isn't, this is new, right? Because the children with intellectual disabilities, well, we know those cats. They've been in uh, SPED. For, for my youth, for my grandparents' youth, those cats, those cool cats, right? The intellectuals with disabilities, those people, they've been in the game, right? And now these new autistic cats, they've been in free flow, mainstream classes, doing what they want, kind of undetected, supposedly, right? Um, the group typically monitored for autism, which is, so intellectual disabilities, that group is typically monitored for autism, Right, because you would think someone with an intellectual disability has autism, but now you can have autism but no intellectual disability. Right, so let's get going. Um, listen to this. Listen to this. Looking back through these records, the team found that the diagnosis diagnosis shit of autism increased fivefold, fivefold in the sixteen year study for period for children of average or above average intelligence fivefold does anybody know how to translate that what is fivefold is that times 500 percent having five units or being five times is great yeah five times fivefold what a nice way to say that so people don't get whoa what's going on then they use a different form of metric in the sentence below listen to this they go fivefold which is a 500 percent increase now listen uh for children with intellectual disabilities, the diagnosis increased 200% in that time. So 500% increase in autism for average to above average intellectuals, right? And then you have a 200... These, these cats with intellectual disabilities, man, they already got a deck stacked against them. And now there's a 200% chance increase, 200% uh, identification in autism. What the fuck is going on everybody every if this was cancer if this was the, the reality that you have autism and it's just cool and life's gravy is fine like what this they've been trying to build this paradigm with sheldon by creating this view of autistic people as like you know different something else normal close to normal a little bit quirky a little bit funny average to above average intellect these cats used to be one in a million, one in a hundred. Now there's a 500% increase. And who knows why? Why? I'll tell you why screens and a few other things. You know what I mean? A few other things that are impacting the developmental growth of the human brain at a very young age. And that's the truth because it's all in the brain for the most part, right? All these things, they're in your head. They're in your brain. And something's happening in your environment to you that's changing the developmental process of your brain and we're getting a lot more autistic people and we're just saying you know what we're getting better at testing we made a better test think about that with uh you know covids they just made a better test 
what? A test for autism? Right? And we know the they, they have this new test for biological markers, and obviously those are heavy metals, are indi- indicative, right, of maybe having autism. So aluminum, lead, you got that in your hair, you're fucked, you're autistic, though. Just check the hair. But where'd it come from? Where'd the aluminum come from? Who wants to ask that question? Who wants to ask that question? Where does the aluminum come from? That The aluminum and the lead that becomes a marker or whatever. These heavy metals, mercury as well. For, tra- for people who have autism. Imagine plucking your hair. You think you're normal. You got shitloads of aluminum in your hair. And you're like, how did that get there? Why wouldn't anybody ask? Like you, you, you take a test. You take your kid to take a test. They pluck their hair out. Your kid's been a little bit weird. And they say, oh, you got a lot. The kid's got a lot of aluminum. And you say, well, it's just what happens. Really? Do people buy that bullshit? Like, oh, we have these markers. It's metals in your body. It's linked to increased rates of autism. We don't know where they're coming from. Can't figure that out. And there's other things as well. My point is there's a lot, there's things in your environment that are affecting your body. And there's other things like screens that are changing the developmental process of your brain. And that's why we got autism. We got lots of reasons. There's lots of players at play in the field of autism. That's for sure. And great tests, right? The tests they're talking about are probably behavioral tests, right? Something like that, like check marks. Do, do they flap their hands? Do they have repetitive behaviors? What are their social skills like? What are their communication skills like? So they're testing those things for autism when these kids get older, right? They're not they're the, the best test they have maybe for a marker is like taking your hair, seeing how much metal you got in it. And let's answer that question. Where does the metal come from? Let's read a little bit more. Autism spectrum disorder is a group of neurological, Jesus Christ, neurological, get that in your brain? Disorders that impact how people communicate, learn, behave, and socially interact. Ding, 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 ding. That's all I just said, right? According to the National Institute of Neurological Disorders and Stroke, about 1 in 44, okay, we're about 1 in 44 children have autism. Think about that. One in 44 used to be one, probably a hundred folks. One in a hundred, maybe. Wait, maybe one in 80. It was higher than that. It's probably, there's a point, guess what? They have a documentary called Finding the First Autistic Person. Go watch that. Just imagine like a camera crew, like trying to find some, you ask all around, you go around town, Every town you can. Do you have like a weird dude who's autistic? He's a bit different. What's autism? They wouldn't know. Like, yeah, let's just say, do you ha- imagine trying to, autism just gets quote unquote discovered. And now they got to go find a candidate to be an example of this. Somebody who's out in the community is made, made by, is a part of it. Here's the documentary. I'll show you what it is. It's fucking crazy. But it just, the whole point of the documentary is a statement about where we are now. You know what I mean? Finding the first autistic person documentary. What a story. Um, It should be old. I'm not seeing it. It, It's a dated documentary. I, I when I watched it, it was it's not it was one of those first color movies where it's grainy, 
first autistic person documentary. It's going to be hard to search this because YouTube's being a bitch. Uh, I wonder why they're, they're not showing the documentary uh, immediately because it was well made, right? Um, there's a well-made documentary. Uh, what the fuck? First documentary about some... Sorry, this is typically not what I do. About someone with autism. Because the documentary is interesting. In a different key. Uh, no. It's an old documentary. Previous to... Donald Gray Triplet, the first boy diagnosed diagnosed with autism. Okay. Um, credit for the outcomes. So, think about that. Think about that. First person, Gary Triplet. I don't know if that's the documentary. Um, old uh, old documentary about someone with autism. That pro- probably would be a good search. Uh, but now all the th- shows, right? All the things about autism now are rewriting, right? Are redescribing. Like here's autism in love. Here's spectrum in love. People love that show, right? Ah, it's love on the spectrum or whatever. These and I loved it too. I love these shows that highlight disabilities and and give it a and give it a different insight. I should have done more research. I should have had that documentary fucking ready to show it's terrible um that i don't have it and i'm not it's it's unfortunate that i don't have the documentary ready uh but now imagine that it's not hard to find someone with autism now think about that that's my whole point you can any kid with a camera can just go to a school and make a documentary about autism one in 44 do the math that, there's so many autistic children now in schools, and they're only getting better at counting it. Um, it's fascinating. Autism rates in the big... This is other news. I forgot to share this. <laughs> Check this shit out. Why autism rates have skyrocketed in the New York City metro area. Study. What? You guys get this? New Jersey tripling. Five-fold increase whatever. Now we got New York. I just showed you three articles, right? I told you the wave of autism is coming. Autism rates in the Big Apple have ballooned at a baffling rate. What's going on? Instances of autism spectrum disorder have tripled in the New York, Jersey metro area from 1% of the population in 2002. You got 3%. That's that's six. You got 3% of the population autistic. Those numbers haven't even peaked. They're mound. That's a mound. It's a mound of autism. And in 20 years, trust me, brother and sisters, we're going to be halfway up the mountain and we won't be to the peak of autism. There's going to be so many fucking autistic people. Nobody's going to hang out anymore. That's what the reality. That's largely due. Listen to this. To a growing number of diagnoses of children without intellectual disabilities. Like the same article, I imagine, that I just read. So probably n- not going to keep reading it because I already read it. Um, 
Oh, this is it. Check this out. I didn't see this. Known environmental factors such as parent age are likely contributing. Many parents in the metro area wait to have children at older ages. Oh, they're blaming this on having parents at having they are likely there are likely other yet to be known environmental and biological causes that require further ex, further investigation. Holy shit. They're bl- they're blaming old women for having kids and having autistic children. Here's the thing. These old women are probably career people. And again, when they have their kids, you know what they do? They say, go watch Coco Melon. They get the nanny. Oh, the nanny. Anyone who has a nanny, what are you doing? Okay. What's the nanny for? Why you got one? What? A nanny? Listen to it. One of my favorite podcasters has a nanny. And he talked about being in the same house while his nanny was home who was watching his kid. I don't get that. You can be in your house doing jack shit and you need somebody to watch your kid. Why'd you have him? Why'd you have him? Why did you delegate the primary responsibility you've been given by being a parent to somebody else immediately? Yo, get that nanny. And then here's the story. You know what the nanny's doing? Have Nanny doesn't want to watch a kid. You think nannies like playing with kids? No, dude. You think a fucking nanny wants to play for eight hours a day, for five hours a day? Get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out. Nannies don't want to play. Their attention spans are gone. They want to be on their phone. They want to be on it. They want to be doing, guess what? Anything else. But they like the money. They're lazy wage slaves. Nannies are. Nannies are lazy fucking wage slaves who have only gotten worse. Because there was a time and age where nannies probably had to nanny. But now they just turn on Coco Melon. They turn on some show. And like my the podcast I listen to, for hours. Now we got these older women with kids. Well, guess what they're doing? They're working at home. You know what their kids are doing? Zoning out. They're straight beaming. Beaming on some Coco Melon. Beaming on some Baby Shark. And the mom's just working, I guess. The father's not there. A lot of these independent, probably single mothers having kids. Or maybe not. Maybe they're both career people. Probably New York. You got both career people working. And then Nanny's watching the kid. Nanny doesn't want to watch the kid. Nanny wants to chill. Scroll through TikTok. Make videos. Do fun shit. That, that uh, how, old's her na- how old are nannies? Late teens. I don't know. I've never had one. Wouldn't want a nanny as a parent. What the fuck are they for? They're for making your kid autistic. That's what they for. If you're in New York and you need a nanny, they'll come on. They, they'll come over. They'll, they'll fucking make your kid a little food. Put it in front of the screen. Sit back. Relax. There's only got to be a few nannies that are like really about that shit. You know? And even then, it'd be upon the parent's request. Like, my, don't fucking zone my kid out. Don't beam him out on TV all day. You actually have to interact with my child. But... I'm sure there's not a lot of ground rules because it's just take my kid. I don't want to watch him right now. I'm busy. I'm busy. Don't you see? That's why I got you, nanny. Nannies, what the fuck are they for? For lazy parents, for people who don't want to interact with their children or career people who want autistic children. I mean, I get nannies sometimes. I'm sure there's a good reason here or there. But if you have one and you're also at home, and you can hear the nanny just beaming your kid out to some cocoa melon. Uh, 
hey, get the special ed papers ready, kid. That that entertainment isn't educational. One of the biggest lies ever sold to Americans is that your kid can beam out to TV and learn something. No, they can't. You think your kid's learning fucking anything? No, fucking idiots. A lot of idiots out there who think that Coco Melon's educational. <laughs> Turn on Coco Melon. They'll learn their ABCs. And, uh, They'll learn good songs. I wish I don't. I'm sure Coco Melon sings Wheels on the Truck. I'm sure they sing fucking. What's that farmer song? Old McDonald. I guarantee they got those segments. Probably got Mother Goose segments. Unoriginal shit. And those fucking alien looking kids and your kids beaming out on you. The worst time. During the past three years, when you could, when you would go on Netflix and you would just see trending, every fucking day Coco Melon was up there. I felt in the pit of my stomach sickness. I could see for two to three years trending. It probably still is today. The longest trending show on Netflix. I guarantee fucking tea it, Coco Melon. And then during the height of the pandemic, you'd see Coco Melon peaking at top three, top two. Number one show. Why is that? Eight hours of screen time for your kid while mommy and daddy stay at home. Remember the interesting part of the pandemic too? Where everybody got home and stayed home and was just day drinking and posting it all over social media. Those were some of the best posts. I miss those posts. The pandemic had a lot of interesting insight into people. Because everybody got to see what they were doing. They got to see. They got to witness. <coughs> oh, if you stay at home all day, you crack that bottle of wine early, don't you? For two weeks straight. That was a nice little holiday for America. That's how you sold it. Two weeks off. Here's a, here's a check. Just listen. That what a time to be alive as an adult. For a kid or someone in school, probably sucked. But for a lot of adults, like I said, the pandemic, best two years of my life. I loved it. I wish on some level, maybe it would have gone one more year and then people woke out of it. And then you go into World War III propaganda. I'd like that angle quite a bit. You know, just in maybe another two-week long. But as soon as... The fucking companies figured out that every time their employee got sick, it was two weeks off. They said, whoa, 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 whoa. Can't do that one anymore. We got to change the science. The amount of science that changed for business. Shocking. It's shocking how much science changed to accommodate business. Like where you have giant stores. Everybody goes to. Everybody kind of touches things like Walmart. And those are a lot. I remember the time when they used to spray carts, you felt like you were living in the post-apocalypse. I mean, that was on another great thing about the pandemic was just how clean everybody got. The bathrooms were way cleaner. They always wiped down or sprayed down your carts. Uh... I the one of my favorite jobs ever 
This is the biggest wage slave job I've ever seen as an adult. Like top, top tier, number one wage slave job. So at the Venetian in Las Vegas during the height of the, oh, during the height of the pandemic, okay, they uh, they have escalators, right? So the escalators go down and they go up, and then so <laughs> they have one person standing with a cloth and a spray bottle, just holding the the cloth onto the escalator, and they stood there like a fucking soldier. I'm telling you. They stood there like a soldier. just And you'd come back four hours, three hours later. You just got a few drinks in you. Maybe you won, maybe you didn't. And that poor wage slave is still there occasionally squirting the bottle of disinfectant because everybody puts their hand on the escalator. And they would just stand there. And then they have their friend, but they can't talk to him. They wouldn't even really look at him. They just stand there with their cloth on the escalator rail as it slides down and people go down and up and they just wage slave spray and they just stand there spray like that was great those handrails have never been cleaner now they're grimy as fuck they took away that job we lost a lot of jobs a lot of good paying jobs and i i have my thoughts about wage slavery but that is top level wage slave job all the jobs and the plastic remember some places still have that the illusion the weird illusion and then they'd have someone clean it jesus christ i went i would go to stores and they'd have to spray and clean the scanner every time you got a new customer the amount of insanity that took place i loved it i loved it because nothing's better than seeing people lose their fucking minds okay and sit in a comfortable position, like I said, best three years of my life, best two years, whatever, however long it lasted. But for everybody else who stayed in their house like a fucking rat, who wore mask after mask, who got the health recommendations and still didn't feel well, who were still telling you what to do with your personal sovereignty and your body, the whole losing of the mind for two to three years was the biggest insight I ever had into humans. Like, holy shit. Because before, people would lose their mind into 9-11. Then everybody's on the same team. Fuck terrorism. But the way people lost their minds the last three years is so different, right? People saying lock people up for not following their prescribed rules or the science. It went zero to Hitler real quick, right? It went, it went zero to put him in cages. We need passports everywhere really quick. And you got to see who was kind of with their mind, who was really like settled in life. And you got to see everybody else fall apart. It was 9-11 all over. It was an emotional collapse for people. And it was the perfect time because we need... The healthcare to help all these new people with all their mental disorders. Autism rates are tripling, five-fold increase in some places. It's not good, but science will save us. So I'm, I'm looking forward to how they're going to cure autism, but they're not going to cure it. They're just going to treat it. And autism is the greatest gift to pharmacy ever. Imagine that. We have answers to your quirks. 
And that's the best thing about special education. We love you for who you are, but after you take your medicine, Johnny, because your medicine really allows you to be you, Johnny. Johnny, without your medicine, you're going to go off the rails. And then who you really are, we, we won't allow that. You're going to have to go home, Johnny, unless you take these meds. Take these blue pills, take these purple pills, and then come on into class. Welcome to school, everybody. This is Johnny. He's a good young kid. And now he's allowed to be here. That's how it's going to be. You know, it's going to be in order to play their games, you got to take their meds. It's 1984 on a whole nother level because parents are buying into it. When you have the parents buy into it, like, oh man, my kid needs amphetamines for first grade. What? <laughs> your kid needs, your kids need Adderall? To Ritalin? They need that to... Here's why they need it. School fucking sucks. And maybe your kid's really intelligent and maybe gets it and says, why the fuck am I listening to this toxic feminist typically? A lot of these elementary schools. I think toxic femininity breeds toxic masculinity. I've talked about that before. So you have all these women running these elementary schools popping pills in these kids mouth because they can't control their behavior that's really what happens these kids start acting out it's like fuck i can't control their behavior what do i do it's i'm i'm in the right i gotta call in the school therapist i gotta call a session bring the team together folks so the problem with johnny is he's got a few issues so i think if we get him medicated he'll fit right in it'll bring his best parts out He's eight years old. I know. I know he's still growing, but he needs help. Johnny doesn't know how to settle down. When, I, when we're learning about all the presidents, he needs to sit his fucking ass down and memorize them. We're, when we're memorizing all 50 states, it's very important that he sits down and focuses and not bother his neighbors with his repetitive behaviors. Speaking out. Man, we got such a great system here in America. You fit right in, okay, if you take the medication. Because if you don't feel right in yourself, it's you that's wrong. It's you that's broken. Society's fine. You actually need the medication to fit into society. Because the people are sick, not the culture, not the system. If you can't fit in the system, it's because you're not medicated. You can't sit in a cubicle all day. You're depressed after work? You need to take the medicine. Everything's good, bud. Cheer up. Let me pat you on the back. Get back in there, bucko. Get back in there. I don't know why. Yeah, it's chemical. There's something wrong. It's definitely not your job. Definitely not your past. Not your child. Just take this meds. It's chemical imbalances. You'll be fine. You're just a little stressed out. I tell that to the kids. They tell it to the, to the adults. You have to be medicated. Otherwise, what are you, normal? We don't have normal anymore. We have neurotypical and neurodivergent. There is no more nor normal. We're diverse. Normal's gone. Everybody's broken. Everybody needs help. And society's here to lift us up. That's why we have society. That's why we have pharma. They're here to help you. Because if, if something's wrong in the system, that'd be impossible. Unless it's white supremacy, patriarchal, uh, systematic oppression. That shit's real as fuck. And if you're sad because of that, that's all right. That's justified. 
and you need reparations. How does five million sound? Were you from San Fran? Are you a San Fran kid? You got to be a San Francisco kid. Fill out this paperwork. Here's five million dollars. That'll make you feel better, won't it? Won't that make you feel? Isn't it weird how money makes other people feel better, but the answer is pills for some other people? Reparations. Give them cash. That'll. Why don't they just take some pills and fucking forget about it? Well, that doesn't work. That's years of oppression. What about years of psychological abuse or PTSD or coming home from a war that you realize was bullshit? How about reparations for that? Financial. Maybe that helped people out rather than a pill. It's funny how money's a solution for some things for people's grievances. Maybe personal, however they feel, right? They feel, they feel damaged. They feel broken inside. They might, might feel depressed because of the way their ancestors were treated. They might have some PTSD. There might be a lot of generational trauma. And if we can give these people five fuck million dollars, it'll fix it. These veterans, we got a new slogan. It's called stomping out veteran suicide. We'll run with that for them. Let's not give them cash. Let's not give them all the resources we can financially. Maybe we forget them on some pills. Okay, these veterans. And maybe if we do a slogan called stomping out veteran suicide, we'll get more outreach and save some lives. Doesn't make sense to me. I say fucking give the veterans money. Make sure they're they're fucking taken care of. Right. Help them as much as you can. And these people that are grieved from the past. uh, Systematical injustices or whatever of San Francisco. What? Five million. Let's help out some veterans, shall we? Shall we, San Francisco? Sure, there's a lot of veterans on the streets there who gave their lives for the country. Why don't we start giving them millions of dollars? They got trauma, right? They got, they got something wrong. But they get pills. Pills for some, cash for others. That's our society. Some people just need to take the pills. That's the only way to fit in. Fuck, where do I go from here? Uh, nice little segment there. Is there anything in this article that I was talking about that I just... Uh, oh, here's the research about moms. Jesus Christ. That moms over 40 have a 51% higher risk of having a child with autism than mother, mothers aged 20, 25 to 29. And a 77% higher percent risk than moms under age of 25. Wow. So, whoa, be careful if you have a kid that's old. And I say, why, though? What, what's unique about these mothers who waited a long time? I think there's probably maybe medical reasons for some, right? But a lot of it, I might say, is career. And I think when they have the kid, I think maybe a lot of times they continue to have the career. And then the kid gets the nanny and gets tabbed out of their mind, beaming. So I think there's a lot of things that might go on with with that statistic. That's interesting. Um, and go, look at this. Uh, this article. The Rutgers study also found that black children are likely underdiagnosed with autism, particularly if they don't have intellectual disabilities. 
that sounds racist, right? So if someone doesn't have, someone is black, they don't have an intellectual disability. What the study's saying is they probably have a higher, they probably are a group of people that are undiagnosed with autism. There's a lot of, what is it? Yeah. That's fascinating. Huh? Look at this. That's why, because they have to explain why this community now has a rise in autism in cases overall. The actual numbers may be even higher in this demographic. So they're saying that, that black people are actually way more autistic than we know. What? And it's not the people with intellectual disabilities. It's, and it's, uh, what? Uh, so look at this. Typically, children in less affluent and black and Hispanic children had lower rates of autism. So why did they have lower rates in the past? They didn't have access to cable TV probably. Right? They didn't have daytime television. These kids weren't beaming out. These were their family had less of those higher end resources at the time where TV VCRs cost hundreds of dollars. You wanted a VHS tape? That's 60 bucks, brother. I think at one time. So you look at back in the past, why did that demographic my explanation escape so, uh, a lot of autism? They didn't they weren't the affluent areas who had televisions and screens in their TVs and TVs in the children's bedrooms and let them fucking plug in that VHS tape and have their own personal rewinder and just beam out, right? But now everybody, my point is, has a phone. Everybody has a screen. Most of these uh, less affluent areas all have, all have TVs, right? They all have phones. Probably even a tablet, a computer in the house, maybe. The amount of screens, the less affluent area. There used to be one screen in the house. Maybe then it got to two, right? That's what it was. One to two. Now, every you go to like a less affluent area, they could have three to four to five screens in a house. It depends how many people live there. If you have a lot of people living there, more screens. Everyone's going to have a phone. People might have a Chromebook, a tablet. Obviously, the big screen TV every family has. So why are these areas seeing increased rates of autism? Well, these kids are staying home and they're watching TV. They're on their phone at school or wherever. They're just beaming. So, of course, more autism. You know, that's my explanation. The screen fucks your brain growth. That's just the facts. And, you know, you see this play out, I think, most importantly, in the most integral parts of a child's development, right? Zero to five, six, seven, eight. And then you have those kids beaming out. They're beaming out all the way into adulthood. Straight beamers, dude. The kids, the boomers are the old ones. The beamers are the young ones. These kids who just beam at screen. I made that up. That's my shit now. I'm calling them beamers. These fucking little beamers, dude. Not boomers, beamers. Always beaming out, staring at the screen. You hope for like a, re a revolution of youth who just say, I hate how everybody's on screens. Doesn't this shit suck? I hate hanging around with a bunch of kids making Instagram, TikTok videos. I don't know what the youth does, but I imagine when they hang out, they're all, they're all on their phones. It'd be, rare, it'd be rare, I would imagine, if, a, if a, let's say a group of young kids, adolescents or whatever, hung out and they just like chilled without phones. The only way I think that would happen is if they played a little sports ball. 
Maybe something like that. Maybe D&D. But even then, they got the D&D on the tablets. They're beaming. Everybody's beaming. And uh, I think it, the the best way for a brain to develop is at an early age to have as much exposure to a physical and material world, to real people. And that is the absolute correct way, I think. There's like, what's the right way of raising a child? I think just having them be in the real world is the correct way. That like, I mean, then after that, you can get real specific. But I think the best thing you could do is let a, a kid be a kid and a child be a child, uh, you know, and so on and so forth. But you really, you don't really get to enjoy the the world around you if you're always beaming out. You got that kid on a tablet in a stroller or at a restaurant. Like your kid's not, not, the world is so fun. People are so interesting. Like to think that there's something more interesting on a screen than the people around you at a restaurant is just fascinating. People are so strange. You should just go out in public just to see how strange people are. And enjoy it. Like, oh man, it's nice to know. People are different. The world is different. But when you just tune it out, and you're always on a phone or a tablet, and you grow up, and like your whole world is staring at it. I don't know how big a screen is, however big that is. You're going to be different. And that's what, that's what we're facing, the wave of autism. These beamers, they're coming for you. They're coming for you. They're going to change the world. That's really what they're going to do because that's what the propaganda is. Now the propaganda is you change the world. And when they've been indoctrinated at such a young age, they can believe they're changing the world by pressing buttons. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I, or tweeting something or posting something or changing their profile picture. It'll be that kind of belief where if they see the hallmarks, if it's like uh, the what everybody does in a group, It'll just be this massive collective push. You see that with uh, why people even select sides. Like it's easy to be, uh, to make content and do content if you're like on the left or the right. It's easy. Because you get rewarded, right? If you post a black square, you're going to get a lot of likes in the past. Or if you post something in resonance with the, uh, a, a talking head on the left, People are going to say, oh, good, you're on my team. Like. And if you do the opposite, no likes. Go away. They, it's just fascinating how that works, right? The whole behavioral psychology of reinforcing people for what they post and how they post and how people want collective validation and being in part of a group. So once these kids who are all on the, online... And they all want this collective validation through screens, which is what, how they always got their validation. You should get validation in real life. But if at a young age, like that little gold star blinging up or a little red notification on your tablet means the most to you, like there's something that's on the screen, that's really the world we're walking into is like where people value more the things that are on the screen than the things in their real life. So they neglect the things in their real life. They don't care about the things in their real life, right? Because the most important things in their life are the things they've gotten validation from or reinforcement from, and that'll be the screen. They'll prioritize the screen and the information on it and the things on it more than maybe their parents, their grandparents, their friends, the people around them. It'll be more about securing that validation. It'll be the strongest one. It'll be the longest one the one they've trusted the most. Typically, I think that validation has been from parents, right? You've, you you used to get most of your validation 
most of your reinforcement from your parents. But when you get it from an app, from a game, you you miss something, right? And you become an uh, like you become a, a servant to that master. And that's really the world we're walking into is a world where children are raised on screens. And that's their primary that's where they get most of their reinforcement. If you try to take a screen or a phone away from these kids, they're going to fucking flip out. It's their whole fucking life. That's everything to them. That's all the validation they have in the world. That's who they are. They're not this they're not real. They're not something in the real world. There's something on a screen. And without that, they're nothing. They're nothing without a screen. These kids, these beamers growing up, they're nobodies. You take away the screen, they got zero. They got nada. Zero. They're, they're not interesting people. Just boring, vapid, autistic, right? Asocial people without a screen. That's what they're going to be. Because just simple, simple fact of that's where they've gotten all the reinforcement and validation their entire life, right? Taking their phone away would be like taking away their hands, their mind, all, all of it. They have meltdowns, right? And I get it. I lose a phone. I break a phone. But when I, like, I break a phone I, I, in the past or lost one, I enjoyed more than anything not having it. Because I grew up in a time where like, oh, I remember this, right? I remember not having a phone. Feels good. Feels a little bit outlaw. Can't get a hold of me. Can't talk to me. Can't touch to me. Can't text me. Can't do anything. I'm just not available right now. Sorry. Send me an email. Maybe I'll get on my computer. That's where I'd like to go back to, right? But that day and age is gone. It's gone. And now you have kids like, when did you get your first phone? Five. Six, seven, eight. Take take that away from somebody who's had it since they were six years old. Not going to happen. And have them be normal? Imagine trying to be around somebody who always needs to have that on them. Like for me, it's like, where's my phone? I don't know. Fuck it. Like I don't need to look at it right now. Chilling. Life's good. I'm in my zone. I'm vibing. I'm comfortable. I'm nourished. Moisturized feel fine but people without their phones start getting anxious they start developing this where is it where is it? oh my god is someone talking to me who 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 needs me did i get any validation i need validation i need it. i need it i got five minutes left welcome to the podcast it's probably kid podcast i'll probably post this one uh man can't wait. I mean, this is not one of this. This isn't going to be. An I told you so, but it will be in ten, twenty years. Man, people listen to Provokid. They'll say he only got one thing right. The rate of autism was gonna go up. Everything else was wrong. <laughs> when that kid talked about autism, he was touching into something higher than himself. Yeah, I think I am. I think when I talk about autism, I'm really highlighting the most important thing. If this was cancer, everybody would be freaking out. Like, did you hear there's a cancer? They got better at detecting it. Oh, really? That's not good. What? The rates are going up. People seem relatively calm about it. A lot of people walking around undiagnosed autistic. 
They don't even know it yet. And this is the whole thing too. They want to give people complexes. So that's the best part. It's we have a test. We just haven't found you yet, bud. You know, we're coming for you. A lot of you undiagnosed. A lot of you need to get in our system. You need that label, son. And here's why. I think they're going to use these diagnoses to mitigate rights. Imagine, if you will, how you might uh, uh, minimize someone's ability to get the Second Amendment. Well, if you're autistic, and here's the real thing. If you look at the the criminal uh, criminals who've done terrible things in America regarding, you know, eliminating large populations in unjust ways, a lot of them, hey, all on the spectrum, they're all autistic. None of these people are normal. I'd say mental disability with autism on that one. Most of these people, batshit crazy. Okay, so now knowing that they're setting a precedent, right? Like they should be, or they are already. Like if you are one of these characters labeled in the system, you don't get the Second Amendment. Now, the thing is, they used to get everybody at a. They're trying to diagnose everybody at a young age, because that's when it was obvious. But they can't. They got to get all these other people. They didn't get. These, these adults, undiagnosed autism, walking around. They got to catch them somehow. So they're, getting, they're making their tests better. <laughs> That's the idea. They're trying to, I think long term, uh, make it more difficult for people to access natural rights. Or the Bill of Rights, right? The right to defend yourself with arms, need be, or whatever. However you want to phrase it. And... Autism's up, and they're going to get you if they can. They're going to try to catch you, make you autistic. And then when you take on that label, right, when you take on the label autistic, imagine trying to tell somebody that. I'm autistic. I try to normalize it, you know what I mean? Just tell everybody you're autistic. That way it's not a big deal because I think most people are turned off by autism. And the truth is if there's a lot of undiagnosed autistic people, it's going to be hard to come out as autistic, even if they get diagnosed, they might keep that shit deep inside themselves because they've been fooling everybody. Imagine that. Imagine these undiagnosed people who are autistic who've just fooled everybody so far. Nobody knows. They're undiagnosed. Then they're, what, 25, 30, 40? They get hit with that late-term diagnosis of autism. How do you come out like that? Coming out of the autistic closet? That ain't easy. I think it's probably one of the hardest things to do. <laughs> Especially if nobody knew this whole time. And do you tell them? And would they say, we always knew? Like sometimes the gay guy comes out and like, oh, we knew. Yeah, we knew, John. We knew. You don't need to do that. That whole, whole hey, I'm out and I'm proud thing. We Just be yourself. Everybody knew. And it'll be like that with all these people coming out with autism. They'll say, I just got diagnosed. And people will say, no way, I had no clue. Other people are like, I always knew it. There was, I always knew you had autism. I always knew you. I always knew you peaked. Either way, show's over. Made it to an hour. Uh, God bless you all. Thank you for listening. Um, what should we end on? Always a good tune. What about... What about... Uh... Man, I start with Hollow Hill. 
and let's go with just a Hollow Hill episode. Take it easy. Many blessings.